so when I got in, I just really, really just wanted to make music and put it out. Yeah. I wasn't concerned about the shows. I wasn't concerned about making money. What's going on, creatives? This is Mitchell, a.k.a. Dooms, and I'm here with my, my boy, my homie. This is Leo Black. And, you know, welcome to Creative Haven. This is where we talk with other creative artists and people in the creative industry just about life, you know, as a creative. Because I kind of feel like a lot of podcasts out there talk about entrepreneurship and inspiration. Right. But I kind of feel like for creative people, we want to know a little bit more. Right. Where do you get your creativity? How you got to this spot? How can you live full time as a creative and an artist so we can inspire other artists out there who on, I don't know, at a nine to five job, who wish that they were like some dancer mm-hmm. or like, you know, they're just coming up, you know, in their teens or like in college and they don't know what to do mm-hmm. as like a DJ or a singer. So we're out here just to show them, hey, you can be proud to be an artist, mm-hmm. live a career, a vibrant, thriving career as an artist, man. And that's exactly. why I respect you a lot, Leo, like seeing a lot of the content you put out there and also just your vibe mm-hmm. you know you could be at your level you can be a straight-up asshole <laughs> you know what i'm saying but no you're a good dude you know and I've, I've met the people around you and i've also seen your work and just i've seen how you how you treat people mm-hmm. and i like that so i just want to know your background you know like how did you get into music you know like right. was that your first love was that your first passion like what was it what's the history of leo black uh, yeah, music was my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off South Central LA, mm-hmm, born mm-hmm. and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, grew up like a regular uh, lower class family. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandpa he navigated from down south, bought a house up in South Central LA, mm-hmm. and that's where my grandma stayed. She already had three kids when my grandpa grandfather met her, and he kind of like brought them in. So. Being under him kind of showed me what it was like to, you know, be a man. It, like, set the perfect example as, like, a role model in my family, you mm-hmm. know. Um, being able to just, like, come in and take a, a woman that he loved and, and three kids under his wing and kind of support them throughout being, like, a truck driver. And um, from then he went into, like, landscaping as we were raised in the house. And um, my mom went out to move to Hearthstone. That was, like, our first place. And I was still a kid. I was a toddler. And then uh, we moved to Hearthstone. We spent some time out there, maybe a year or two. And then like one of my stepdads, he ended up getting locked up. Mm. And then so we had to move back with my grandmother in South Central L.A. We kind of mm. stayed there for a bit. So I went to like Horseman uh, Middle School, Henry Clay Middle School, Bret Hart, Charles, <laughs> Charles Bear Elementary. Mm. Like I say all the time, the most fights I've ever been in was in elementary school. Damn. So it's just like, and it, it was because like you'll fight somebody, like mm-hmm. the community is so small, you know, in the hood. You'll fight somebody, beat their ass, mm-hmm. and then like their cousin to come like, hey, you fought my cousin, now we got to fight, you know? <sighs> then that'll happen. It's like, oh, you fought my best friend, so now mm-hmm. we got to fight. And it's just mm-hmm. like, so you get like suspended back to back and shit, you know, Damn. like fucking up. And and then from there, you kind of you, you kind of learn like morals, you know, values and, and just respect as a man, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. man to man, like, before anything, I'm a man, so mm-hmm. I got to treat others how I want to be treated, you know? That's right. Um, so I learned that at a young age. Um, and then from there, I, like, navigated out to the Inland Empire. Once um, mm-hmm. Like, because we got into, like, game banging on my cousins and us. Mm-hmm. Growing up in South Central, you just, you 
uh, product of your environment, you know, mm. what they'll call it. So we got into like the game banging culture and all that. Mm. And then my father ended up getting killed early. Um, he got he died of uh, gun violence. So oh damn yeah yeah. So once my father he got killed, and then uh, my other like my sister's father he was locked up, you know. And then it was just like had no male figures, was headed down the wrong path. So my mom um, was able to. It was like right around two thousand eight or something, mm -hmm. you know, around that recession. Mm. So it happened, um, and it was before the recession, actually, where they were giving out the big house loans and shit. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that. Yeah. And, like, the Inland Empire. Yeah, man. So my mom was able to get one of those, like, house loans, and we moved out to the IE, mm. and then shit got a little better. But it's like, by then, it's like, you can take the hood, kid out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I was already, yeah, yeah. like, in high school and shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I was like, fuck. Um, from there, uh, what happened? Oh, my mom, she ended up getting locked up. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a year later after we moved to the IE. Mm -hmm. So she turned herself in. And when she turned herself in, like uh, my my brother, they still had their fathers and whatever because we had different mm -hmm. fathers and everything. And so they wanted to go stay with their dads. And me, I had to go back to Compton because that's where my auntie stayed. Mm. So and you're I was, moving a lot. Yeah. So I was yeah. moving a lot. I was moving a lot. And then like Compton, that's when I picked up a lot of bad habits. Like, mm. Cause I went out there and I didn't have my social security card, no mm -hmm. paperwork, so I couldn't enroll in school. So literally, like every day, I was just like smoking weed, chilling with my cousins, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I ended up getting the plug, ended up selling drugs, got mm -hmm. into that lifestyle for a bit, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, by the time my mom got out, it was like I was already my own man, you know, mm -hmm. because I was supporting myself at that point. <clears throat> and then so it just like me and my mom didn't end up working out, mm -hmm. and. Uh, like I had nowhere to go, mm. and then so I was like, "Fuck!" The police like kept picking me up and shit because they'll see me on the streets, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. during school hours and everything. And I was still quite young at the time, and then so they end up just sending me to um, like a halfway house. Damn! And then from there, there was like, "Oh man, um, like we contact your family. Nobody can like nobody nobody can take care of you, so mm -hmm. we gonna throw you in the system." So Ooh. yeah, so I, I went in like group homes and shit. And so I was in group homes for like four or five years, like just thugging it out. Dang. And then in there, like that's where I like picked up music because I had all mm. my free time and shit. So I used to get online and um, go to like SoundClick and all these different websites. Oh, I SoundClick. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dang. And get these beats and just like rap over them and shit. And I was like, man, once I emancipate, like I'm going to really like home my craft and like get in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to do that once I emancipated. Like short story long. Wow. So from there, that's how I kind of stood. Yo, you know what? <clears throat> like hearing that story and knowing you now, yo, I'm proud of you, man. And it's really cool to see how you've become more of a man and also just an artist. I appreciate and, you, bro. You know, because with that type of background, you could have, you know, a different life's journey. Oh, yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah. And you chose a, a path of creativity, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I respect that a lot to take what, you know, your past and what you went through and realize, you know, I have the choice to become a better person. Mm -hmm. I know a bad route and I want a better route. Exactly. And so exactly. for you to find that and also, you know, um, move around a lot. It's kind of like you never had like a base or a home. Yeah. So yeah. it probably like for you. Really. Yeah. Like now that you're out, you know, doing your thing, like as an artist and as a creative, like, 
do you feel now you're finally finding your home? You're finally finding a base here in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like now I got a crib, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm able to support myself. And even early on, like, when I went to the system, like, mm -hmm. for me, it was like a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. because it wasn't shit to do in there. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. literally, like, I either can't have a job or go to school or do both. And mm -hmm, I did both. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to school and I had a job. Like, I got a job when I was in there. Nice. Working at like fast food chains and shit, and mm -hmm. you don't got to spend no money while you're in there. So like all of it was going to my bank account. So oh, damn. I actually got like a car and a crib before I even left my group home. Wow, I was able to buy my car and crib. So like that taught me independence and shit at a very young age. You know, Hustle. and also I come from like like it was it's bad like drug dealing and shit. Mm -hmm. But I was used to having money early mm -hmm. on. So mm -hmm. even when I got locked up, I'm like, oh, I can I can have money in here and save it. Like mm -hmm. make money mm -hmm. here and save it. So. Like it was, that was always good for me. Like that's what taught me stability, you know, being able to save the money in there. Let me know that like, you always should have some change tucked away and shit, you know. Wow. And then for you, you know, going through that process of like becoming independent and then now you've got music under your belt, mm -hmm. you know, how did you use artistry, your creativity and music to kind of like reinvent yourself, you know, and create yeah. this life? Yeah, well, I, I didn't have any... um like, I had no idea of, like, what caliber of an artist that I wanted to be, mm -hmm. you know, when I first started doing music, yeah. which was good because I didn't have, like, super high goals. Of, like, oh, I'm going to be this big superstar and all this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so when I got in, I just really, really just wanted to make music and put it out. Yeah. I wasn't concerned about the shows. I wasn't concerned about making money. Mm -hmm. I wasn't concerned about any deals, getting any interviews or radio stations, having radio play. Hmm. Like, I was actually excited to put it out myself and put a song on YouTube or SoundCloud and these different things to do it myself. Yeah. Um, because all the music that I was listening to, that's how that's how I was listening to it. It was on SoundCloud or YouTube, you know, mm -hmm. some blog, Hot New Hip Hop or something at the time when the blogs were really big. Yeah. And then, so I just started doing it that way. I started um, putting out music myself and then a blog uh, picked it up uh, called Hot New Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. Hot New Hip Hop. That's old school, man. Yeah, that? yeah, man. So there were like <laughs> Dad Piff, all the so yeah, Dad Piff. I was uploading Dad Piff, and then Hot New Hip Hop picked it up, and I was I built a relationship with one of the editors over there. Um, so one of the editors started putting out my music on Hot New Hip Hop every time I had a new song. Wow. And that's how I kind of built like a fan base just off the blogs and because Hot New Hip Hop pick it up mm -hmm. and then like Dad Piff, I have it on their front page. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> from there, I got into like visuals. Mm. Uh, once I had a really popular song or a song's buzzing, I was like, man, we got to shoot a video. Never shot a video a day in my life before. Yeah. But I was a fan of the uh, the website Worldstar. Yeah. When it first started off, like Worldstar was bigger than YouTube to us at the time. Yeah. It's like you could upload to YouTube, people were doing it, but it was big for like DIY videos mm -hmm. and shit. Like if you're releasing a rap video, you want it on Worldstar. You that's know? right. That's when Worldstar was at its peak, you know? Um, so that's all. At that point, I was like, man, I need a video and I need a Worldstar. Yeah. So I started doing that. I started uh, shooting videos, putting them on Worldstar, mm -hmm. and it helped me build more fans, more fans. And then before you know it, I had like this co following online on the internet. That's so dope, bro. Yeah. You know, it's like hearing your story and hearing the idea of like how technology helps you, you know, get to this point and like the awesome, I would say, connectivity you get online. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say were like the, 
the technology or the platforms that really got you up there because then we're talking mm -hmm. about SoundCloud, mm -hmm. we're talking about blogs, mm -hmm. and then now, you know, you really turn me into, you know, TuneCore and DistroKid and oh, self-distribution, yeah. you know, and like, I think that's so dope because like what I want to show and tell artists out there, you know, is that you can be your own label. We were talking about this, which mm -hmm. is ill. And for you to be able to like build your career and then self-distribute, self-publish, Mm -hmm. And do and learn everything online. I think that's so dope. And Appreciate so, like, it, for you, Appreciate like, what for like when you were coming up, what were like the platforms and what are the platforms now that you use that mm -hmm. really elevates your your career? Uh, started off MySpace. That was MySpace, hell yeah. And that had the embedded MP3 player. Oh, I remember you that shit. It's yourself and shit. You With know? it auto plays. It's exactly. when it has too many auto plays on their page. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, that's where we started from MySpace. Mm -hmm. Um, and I uploaded my own songs up that's there, having nice. that front page, everything situated, everything situated. I had a graphic designer to hook it up for me with the coding. There you go. You know, you can have your own custom coding. MySpace just the regular format layout mm -hmm. just to stand out even more. So, man, right before, it was crazy, though, because I figured out MySpace right before it died. Like, <laughs> literally like a year before it died or maybe even Remember months that. before I got my custom page, mm -hmm. everything coded up, like super fire fit, had my top eight just pop in, you yep. know, had the songs on point. Yep. And then literally like, I would say even a quarter later, people just started fucking with my space. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Twitter and Facebook kind of just like took over, yep. you know, you know, people just, the traffic started to leave. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when it was Twitter. Uh, what else was it? Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, yep. um, yeah, and the, the world stars. But there was it was the blog culture that was really popular back then. We were just that. talking about this like boss hip and mm -hmm. all those hip hop blogs and shit back then. Oh yeah, that was popping off. You know, a media takeout. Dude, I remember. Shit. I remember when like you would you would always have your RSS feed mm -hmm. and you would have all your favorite blogs, especially yep. for new music. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I remember like even hype M of like, mm -hmm. you know, finding like new new songs. Two, two dope boys. Two dope boys. Oh man, like I remember mm -hmm. just getting like mixtapes on mixtapes. Mm -hmm. I remember that was like the the time of mixtapes. Yeah. You know, when your Hell people yeah. were spitting bars mm -hmm. on mixtapes and like you know what's crazy is the evolution of technology now, mm -hmm. you know, because then that like that's like before Spotify. <sighs> Way you know, and how big bro. Spotify is right now, yeah. you know, that's like the days of like Bandcamp mm -hmm. reverbation or like reverbation. And like, that's when you like, you were still hoping for a record deal. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's like, yeah, do you yeah. really need a record deal? Do you need one? You know? Yeah. And so like, it's, it's cool to hear that from you because I feel like you went through this whole transition. Like you didn't put your eggs in one basket. No, and that's what I like to tell people, artists right now too. It's like you can't put all your eggs in Instagram mm -hmm. or like all your chips into like you know you know SoundCloud you know, platform. Yeah. You gotta you gotta diversify. Exactly. You know, be on Spotify and and Pandora. Mm -hmm. You know, have your own like you know e-commerce line. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's everything like it's mm -hmm. different now. And so like, if all, I'm I, I'm gonna ask you, man, like how are you now diversifying your music and your brand? Yeah, well, coming from that culture, it's it's easy now to like reinvent myself, mm -hmm. you know, because it happened so many times over the span of my career. Like yeah. as soon as I got started, that's when MySpace died, you mm -hmm. know. And I I lived through like my music career was through the block era from the yeah, Dat Piff and High New Hip Hop to Dope Boys and Dope Boys, so yeah, all those different blogs. And now I see where they're at now compared yeah. to 
just like platforms itself, mm-hmm. like YouTube and SoundCloud and the distributors, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music. Those are like the big conglomerate companies that just transformed the music industry, you know, Tidal, Pandora, mm-hmm. all these different sites. So being able to go through that and then also the reason why I stopped using uh, Hot New Hip Hop as a platform to distribute my music wasn't even by choice. Mm-hmm. It was because like they start they stopped using their own embedded players and I started I started seeing them embed embed like the SoundCloud uh-huh. links. And I'm like, what the fuck is a SoundCloud shit? Why people, <laughs> you know, playing their music through SoundCloud on here? Why are they using the SoundCloud? And then I found out it's not how new hip hop links. These are the artists links that they're embedded on their website. Mm-hmm. And then so eventually it went from them not using how new hip hop at all to people just going straight to their SoundCloud link. That's right. Know, um, on their SoundCloud itself because SoundCloud started becoming its own thing, like its own popular page and its own top 40 songs, top 100 songs and mm-hmm. its own trending songs and everything within itself so like going through that and then seeing and right around that time that's when like social media just like skyrocketed with instagram yeah yeah at the same time so it's like man now i got to be able to take pictures of myself and upload them (laughs) on a daily basis and it's just like Um, now i got like a thousand pictures on my instagram like i know exactly what i want to do you know when i'm focused on a campaign and like uploading songs and things like that but Mm -hmm. it's like man like going through those transitions and kind of just figuring it out it really molded me to know that like don't get too comfortable within your brand you know yeah if you're just starting off in music you're going to go through like five artist names you know yeah through like a few different images you know Mm -hmm. branding um just like a few different things so Mm -hmm. it made me not be afraid of that not be afraid of change you know like going through those phases of just like music in general from 2012 to now yeah the thing is, is that you're like basically taking the situation as is and instead of seeing the negative and like quitting, you yeah. don't quit. No. You're not no. going to quit. I see that in you. And then that's why you're always evolving. Yeah. You're always finding what's going to make your life better yeah. rather than just like saying, you know what, this isn't working. Yeah, exactly. I failed in this platform and I'm not going to do this anymore. Nah. Yeah. You're going to keep going towards your dream, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I always ask people this too it's like you know what's your definition of failure you mm-hmm. know like do you take failure as a just a hit mm-hmm. do you take it as a learning lesson like how do you feel about failure um man i just i just feel like there is really no failure as long as you're trying mm-hmm. you know as long as you're trying and just try not to make the same mistakes that's yeah. what's important you know just mm-hmm. like you said, keep going, keep going, whatever your dreams are, because eventually you'll achieve it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're in L.A. long enough, you'll start to see the people around you achieve it, maybe even before you. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's also inspiring, you know, mm-hmm. um, to see people who I came up with in the music scene as well, who have made it, got record deals or, you know, had songs that blow up, multi-platinum songs or won awards. You know, I did a song with J-Rock, you know, from yep. Top Dog Entertainment. Yep. And now he's a, now a Grammy Award winning artist. Mm-hmm. So and he just won that award. Or what last year, yeah, this one or this year actually mm-hmm. won that Grammy off of King's Dead. So, you know, it's cool to see that, especially cover from like Watts, California. You know, mm-hmm. I told you I lived in the hood in Compton mm-hmm. for a bit. You mm-hmm. still have my auntie up in the Watts as well. Mm-hmm. My best friend stayed in Watts, so in the, in the uh, Grape, so Grape Street Watts. Dang, yeah. so I was gonna ask you, man, my so what are, you, what are you grateful for now, man? Let's, you know, we got talking about your career and your past, but what are you grateful for now? What yeah. you doing now? You're excited about. 
What are you grateful about for right now? More life, man. More life. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited about what we're doing now, the projects that we're working on. Yeah. With you, Mitch. We got a couple music yeah, videos coming right. out. That's right. Um, my squad music video. Mm-hmm. We're doing that together. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is going to be a hit. Shot this at U2 Space LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video is going to be crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys don't see it, it's up in the background right here on the monitor. Literally editing that as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell DP and things, you know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. That, that's I'm excited about the new content that I come got coming out. That's always excites me. Like, what's next? What's that mm-hmm. next chapter? You know, what's that next venture? You know, me as a creative. Like yeah. you're saying, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. I feel like... It's harder at the beginning when you don't put your eggs in one basket because mm-hmm. you're starting to everything, trying everything new for the first time. But mm-hmm. once you like stay consistent with those things, you mm-hmm. begin to master those things all at once. That's right. You know? And then it's just like instead of one skill, you've mastered five. In the same time, someone have mastered one skill. You know, and you made more mistakes along that time. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, but you're learning from the mistakes. Yeah, and I feel like like right now you're on an up and up, and it's cool to watch you go from hip-hop to like dubstep now Hell yeah and now you're becoming a, a dj yeah and that's so cool to see that you know never say die you go on tour with megalodon you are you're just a full-on blown artist mm-hmm. and a creative and you're spending every day being creative mm-hmm. and like that's your life mm-hmm. and like did you ever see your life like that how you feel about being a full-time creative man well shit i just feel like you you do it so long and it's just like it's a lifestyle yeah it becomes a lifestyle it's your yeah. lifestyle so um i don't i just feel like constantly it's just like gradually for me i feel like i'm gradually um getting to where i'm um i'm finding success mm-hmm. within my means of success of an artist because mm-hmm. I didn't have the I didn't have those milestones or goals at first. Like I said, when I first got in the music industry, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get music and put it out. Um, but now I'm starting to see the success of my peers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, like winner doing songs with award-winning Grammy artists. Now mm-hmm. it's like, man, that's that's a goal of mine. A milestone. I want a Grammy one day. You know, mm-hmm. or seeing my friends play festivals in front of 30,000 people. You know, yeah. it's like, man, this is crazy. Like when I first started doing music, like I didn't even know about like theater performances and things like that. I remember my mm-hmm. first theater show. I'm like, what the fuck is this? People are standing up in this big empty building and they want to see me perform mm-hmm. <laughs> the songs mm-hmm. that I'm putting out. Like I just, I had no idea how the music industry even works. So like yeah. me going into, going into it so green and then learning things and being able to achieve those things along, along the, along the way and not putting a time limit on it. Yeah. Um, that's, that has helped me a lot, you know? Because wow. I, I, I didn't put too much pressure on myself going in and like, man, if I do music, I got to be like Drake status and mm-hmm. do every, you know, do it at his level. I never thought like that. You know, I just thought I want to be a creative. I want to be an artist. I want to put out my music, you know, build my fan base. And that's what I'm doing. So I can't complain. You know, that's it's so for me. that's so cool, because like what that means is like you. You didn't like uh, set the bar so high and get disappointed. Exactly, at, a, you know, not making disappointments. it. Yeah. You 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 know what your success is. Yeah, you stay grateful. You stay, you know, hustling. Yeah, putting out music, and of course that's that that brings that authenticity, your music and your creativity, mm-hmm. and then you just keep snowballing, bro. And it just reminds me of a lot of artists who put all their work into one thing, put it out, no one really does anything, no fire. And then you, you spend time on something that you don't even expect to even hit. Yeah. It becomes your viral 
content. Exactly. You know, and it's the idea of expectations. Exactly. You know, and I kind of feel that it's cool to like hear you like you're like you're, you're you got royalties coming in. You're mm-hmm. doing these shows, and you're doing it out of just you wanting to connect with your crowd, put out music, live your best life. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's not about I'm just trying to get cash and yeah, no, yeah. you know, drive Lambos and private jets. Yeah, and I think that's to me a really good you know ex- uh, example for artists out there. Mm-hmm. You know, for the ones that you know worry too much about likes mm-hmm. and about followers. You know, because man, you have uh, over 300k. You know you know, followers on Instagram and knowing like what you do and how you put stuff out. You're just genuine, man. Mm-hmm. You're just documenting your life. Thank you, bro. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. Say and, what you, say what you. Yeah. You on Instagram too. Yeah. And it's cool that, you know, we're collabing. And I think that that's really important for artists too. It's to really um, collab with people that you respect, mm-hmm. that, you know, you vibe with and also have the same values, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I think it's really cool that, you know, we're working together and, you know, you know, for the last question, man, you get, you get, I'm going to ask you, man, like, so what's, what's next? You mm-hmm. know, where can we find you? What's the, what's, what's, I know you're going on tour. Yeah. You know, like, let's tell, tell the people what's up. Yeah. Um, well, right now we're focused on this content, putting out these visuals, mm-hmm. uh, with Stripe TV. We're mm-hmm. collabing with them as well. Squad video mm-hmm. coming school. That's right. Um, doing some other content as well with some. Uh, new ventures, apparel ventures. Uh, we just okay. did a collaboration with K Swiss. Yeah. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk working on that campaign. So, mm-hmm. focus on that as well. Um, I'm in the studio locked in on the EP. We're going to keep this 150 BPM, mm-hmm. um, mix in with some dubstep music. Um, Never Say Die 10, um, 10 year anniversary. We got some big shows coming up in LA, Shrine Expo Hall in November. Um, got a show in Denver coming up in September. Maybe even some overseas shows. Um, Damn. Outside of that, man, we may book another tour this year. Um, okay. Probably sometime at the end of this year. Uh, but right now, it's content, 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 you know, collabing. Yeah. What we're doing now and just continue working on the music because that's like the foundation of everything. Just like having that that uh, that passion for music. Mm-hmm. And so we can find you online at Leo Black, right? Yeah. So. L-E-O-B-L-X-K is uh, all my platforms from... Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, L-E-O-B-L-X-K, you'll find all my accounts. Um, Facebook, L-E-O-B-L-X-K, Leo Black, Google me. (laughs) Hell yeah. And then for all those creatives out there, you know, the people who are afraid to come out, who are just starting out, what you got to say to them right now? Um, Just just create. It's as simple as that. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Like Nike, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't put any time frame on it. Uh, don't put no limitations on yourself. You know, just just do it. Do it out of do it for the creative sake of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and just being able to express yourself. Um, and once you do it like that, it comes off genuine, and people are going to buy into it. You know, as long as they see you doing it genuinely, and like you said, are doing it because you want the money, or mm-hmm. you want you want the fame, you want that. You know, do it because you genuinely just want to express yourself as a creative. You know, no matter what type of artist that is. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. Like, for real, I'm yeah. really glad we met, and I'm excited for what we're about to create and how you're gonna grow from here. Shwa. So, yeah. So, thanks for wa- uh, watching and listening, y'all. Stay tuned for the next episode. And to all you creatives out there, like Leo said, just create, just do it, and do it out of the love of being an artist. Cool. Peace. Hey, hey, hey.
Thank you for listening to the Creative Haven podcast. And if you dig it and like what you heard today, please give us a nice review and rating and share it with one of your friends that you think needs some creative inspiration. You can always find more content and resources at thecreativehaven.com and hit me up on Instagram at Mitchell Doomlau. And if you want to reach out, collab, or ask any questions, you have my permission to slide into my DMs. So keep positive, continue to learn and hone your craft, and create all day. Salamat.